This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Let's get her started. Topics worthy of discussion. The panel portion of the program every weekday afternoon at this time for Pizzaville. Dial pound 3636 in-house. Peter Sherman, broadcaster, businessman, and former MPP. Good to see you again, Peter. Good to see you, John. Always a pleasure to be here, as I have been all day. I know. You never left the building. I never left. I think he's got a cot in the back (laughs) and a little hot plate where he makes his meals. They have a wellness room, but for me, they created a sickness room. Uh, Yes. uh, Well, you wear it well. Uh, David Wills is a senior vice president of Media Profile. It's a leading Toronto public relations agency. How's David? David is great. Looking forward to a good discussion here. Uh, here? Not really. Okay. <laughs> I thought you said here. Okay. Uh, and Stephen Holiday rounding out the panel. Deputy Mayor, Council Ward 2 at Tobago Centre. How's Mr. Holiday? I'm doing great, John. Just glad to see you. <laughs> Just glad to see me. Okay. Well, likewise. It's been a couple of weeks. It has. Got council in the way. You That's know, all right. Well, all right. Uh, we missed your presence, too, because there's so many things that have sort of come up that have uh, a city involvement, obviously. Uh, and one right now happens to be, I guess we can call it Doug Ford's transit plan, uh, where the city would retain the TTC now. And the quid pro quo is the federal monies that had been set aside for the uh, relief line would now go into the Ontario line. Uh Although I'm kind of curious because that was 3.2 billion, if I and if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Ontario line is considerably more. Uh, yes, with Andrew Shear coming through town last week saying he'd do a full 10.8 billion for that Ontario line. Uh, in any event, is this transit now finally going to get done, and is this the best of all possible arrangements? Well, I'm seeing money on the table from the province. That's really exciting. They said they're going to do the work, and essentially the money that we thought we were going to put into the downtown relief line can now be put to other TTC projects like the $33.5 billion of backlog of state of good repair. So this is really good news for the people in the city of Toronto, and uh, I'm glad that we have a provincial government that is now talking about regional transit. The thing that's troubled me in a lot of this is it's being characterized by the media as a negotiation and a deal and this sort of thing. You know, you know what's happened over the last year or so is the bureaucracies have been talking to each other, and it's been a lot of hard work, and they've been sorting out what each of these orders of government are going to do when we start dealing with regional-type projects that we're doing now, really for the first time. So I think these are exciting times. Um, uh, you know, I think we're going to see change in the city. Uh, the premier is going to have to go back to the electorate in three years and show uh, what all the money that's going to be spent over the next three years has done. And to me, that is an incentive for progress. And uh, that's exciting news for transit riders, but the city as a whole, because of the importance of transit to us. Well, all right. And David Wills, you would, I guess, commend Doug Ford for the grand vision here, and it's now coming to fruition, wouldn't you? Um, you know, sure, but I, I think we all have sure, to. But I, <laughs> but, but uh, I think we have to recognize that Toronto and and not just the city of Toronto, but all our politicians that have been trotting through town are really good at announcing transit projects and announcing money for transit projects. They're not very good at actually building and delivering on transit projects. So everybody who comes in has a new plan, right? There was, you know, Transit City, and then there was, you know, no, it's going to be Scarborough Subway, then it's going to be this, then it's going to be that. So we constantly get these new ones, and everybody's lined up. And I think, you know, the the Toronto voter is looking at, you know, Sheer and Trudeau coming through town saying this, that. Like, Trudeau's announcement was bizarre, 
you know, because that is Doug Ford's plan. And he comes in like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, but, you know, he gives all the credit to Mayor Tory. Right. And it's like everybody's kind of giggling at that. It's like you can't, you know, you've, you've had no trouble saying the words Doug Ford every other day on this campaign, <laughs> except on this announcement when you couldn't spit it out. And I think people are cynical about that. It's like the the city of Toronto, the the people of Toronto are Charlie Brown, and this time Lucy's going to say, no, I'm not going to move the football. And I think we all think that they are. All right. Uh, But on this matter of uh, finally getting the funding and the city uh, gets back the TTC, that's a good quid pro quo, isn't it, Peter? I think it's a pretty good uh, quid pro quo, and I'm I'm happy to see it. And I, I I hear what David is saying because we've seen so many iterations of getting a uh, a line to move from downtown out towards Scarborough, or whether it was some at one point Smart Track. We we're looking at surface transport. We we're looking at all kinds of things. So now we finally got all levels of government, and it doesn't really matter. I know we're going to talk later about uh, Justin Trudeau versus Andrew Scheer. If you even think that's still a contest, but the bottom line is they both said we're going to do it. Doug Ford, in credit to Doug Ford, and you're right about him not mentioning Doug Ford's name on one occasion, that being the occasion, you got to nod in Doug Ford's direction because he's the guy who, when he ran, oh, he had no plan, but he had a plan to spend $25 billion and make subways happen because he believed in subways. And now we've got Mayor Tory, and I would assume most of council on side. We've got Trudeau on side. We've got Scheer on side. We've got money allocated. This is going to happen, and this is a good thing. And then there's something else that has to go into the mix. We talk about regional. At one point, there was a discussion of Greater Toronto and Hamilton and transit authority or some iteration of, of that kind of a, an affair. At some point, it'll probably be Metrolinks. You're going to have to look regional because the Greater Golden Horseshoe, by the time we get into the 2030s, is going to be 8 to 10 million people around the entire U of that piece of land. All right. two, two of the four projects extend right out of the city. Yep. The Eglinton West is uh, is envisioned to connect to the airport, and we've got Young North, and then we've got the work going on inside the city, which is required to support those external extensions. Again, this is a really, really big thing. You know, Peter, you brought up this discussion about the upload of the ownership of the TTC. I've been really careful on that because I haven't taken a deep position for or against. I'd like to hear the case to make it. But I am a little bit uh, relieved at this point that we're not going to go into the conversation about how to divide up that asset and and put it with the province versus us operating it. In some ways, it's elegant that that was let go at this point in time because we don't need that conversation muddying up the very difficult conversation about who does what when you build this system. Operative phrase being at this point in time. Yeah, I think, you know, on the regional front, there's also, it was announced last month, there's an 18-kilometer LRT going to run up here, Ontario, from the lake up into Brampton. Uh, you know, that was that was a project that started, it's, it's got its machinations under the, the mcginty Wind government, it was finished under this government. It shows that they can get done, and that one, you know, has been awarded, that's going to get built, and it's going to get built in the next number of years. Those are good things. I'm not so convinced that uh, federal politicians rolling into town during an election campaign that you can you can put a lot of uh, faith into that being delivered. All on. right, you're not convinced about that. Uh, it's nice though that you've got the city and the province singing off the same hymn sheet. That's a great uh, leap forward. To your point though, David, uh, when you've got let's say uh, the extension up into Richmond Hill along the one line from Finch right up to uh, Langstaff, I guess it is. Uh, I guess Andrew Shear said uh, he commit 5.8 billion or 5.6 billion to that project. So uh, when it comes to things like uh, transit, 
uh, infrastructure, even on the refugee file, the guns and gangs, which federal party uh, would better serve the city of Toronto? Stephen? Uh, well, you got to look at those platforms carefully, and I'm going to be, uh, I guess, biased towards the Conservatives because I'm I'm the fan of them and been watching theirs uh, theirs closely. But the uh, the basics are what are those those things that are challenging the city? And you said it right. It is the infrastructure file. Transportation is a big piece of that, and um, stormwater management is another really large piece of that. We're doing massive work, actually close to here by the Don River. And uh, dealing with um, unlocking potential of the land by handling the stormwater. And that is billions of dollars worth of work. So uh, federal funding of that type of work is very, very important. The refugee file has affected us. We've talked about it here before. Um, the effects on our shelter system. So uh, any party that is going to uh, talk to us about policy around that and uh, providing some release to the relief to the city is important. And finally, yes, uh, gun violence has been something that's dominated the media. And uh, we talked about it at the last city council. And, you know, the last thing I heard from the police that were there talking to us was the need to have a very careful look at the policies and and the process around uh, bail conditions and sentencing to make sure that there is deterrence out there for people that do these type of crimes. So I'm very interested in those type of things, not only as a politician, but just as a citizen of the city. Those are the lenses that I look through. Uh, at, at who I'm going to vote for next. All right, and so uh, who has more credibility on these various and sundry files that I've just brought up? I mean, kind of off the top of my head, but there are three or four big ones here. David, I mean, because you're the one who's uh, kind of indicted these politicians for just rolling through with promises, you know, aspirational yeah. things, and then they go away, they get elected, and they forget about the city. Well, you know, I, I think, that, you know, you know, Stephen made his case there, and I think that he's a, a bit selective on what the police are saying on the guns and gangs. Police are also, they were in favor of the long gun registry which conservatives scrapped. They found it very helpful. They found it very useful as a policing tool. Uh, They're also in favor of a handgun ban, and only the NDP has come out on that. I I would like to see it as actually as a national handgun ban, not just letting municipalities ban it, because I think that's kind of... That's a recipe um, for disaster. Wasted time. It's just a wasted time as opposed to a recipe for disaster, because they don't understand that. But I think that... uh, (laughs) Well, well, no, I I agree with Peter. It it is wasted time, because we're not... David, you know as well as I do, and I think John's done a lot of editorial comment on this as well. I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, but the bottom line here is I think it's a a wonderful pipe dream to think about uh, a handgun ban, because in Canada, by and large, I think most people would accept it. That said, what's it going to do? And the answer is... Precious little. That's, so that's not true. Twenty to somewhere between twenty and fifty percent of gun crimes start are done with a what started as a legal gun. It will be part of. It's not the only solution. And I think this idea that we have to somehow protect a certain number of people who like handguns, and you know, to quote a comedian, the only argument you have for having a handgun is, "Gee, I want one." That's the only real argument on it. It's there. It doesn't have a use other than that. I think, you know, when you look at that, I think the other thing I like about the NDP platform as it comes to cities is they are the one party that really believes in emboldening cities, giving them more power, more ability to solve their own problems with money and everything else, where, uh, you know, the other parties like to control the purse strings and, and be able to gerrymander a little bit around this, that they can sprinkle here, sprinkle there. And I think that the, the cities know best and that they should be empowered to do that. All right. Uh, through federal means, you're saying they would empower the cities. I think though- it should be a flow of money as not a uh, strings attached of, well, you got to do this and this and this. All Let right. the cities solve their problems. Because, you know, what, what Stephen was talking about is they know what they are. 
and that they have to get in line cap in hand on every little thing, and it has to align with some project that, oh, this is our priority, so we have to put these projects in here, but stormwater is going to stay over here because it doesn't fit. That's not, that's not smart, and it also doesn't make for good city planning. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.